This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I chatted about the two nights the band played at Resonance Festival in Mason Town, West Virginia on September 16th and 17th. There is a link in the show notes where you can give that a listen if you'd like. This week on the show, we're going to wrap up that incredible weekend and chat about the September 18th show at TCU Amphitheater at White River State Park in Indianapolis. And we'll go over the impromptu journey the band took to the West Coast to Huntington Beach, California for the Afterburner Festival on October 1st. That indie show from September, in case you didn't know, was available to watch for free on YouTube, and you can still watch it. It's on the Umphreys YouTube channel, or there is a link in the show notes that will take you right there. Shout out and thank you to Keith Greiner and his team for their work. They absolutely killed it, providing an uninterrupted, flawless stream for us um freaks. Very grateful that he was able to bring that to us. It was such a killer night of music, which we're going to get into. Um, but I'm so grateful that we're able to watch these uh, shows as they happen. And Keith and his team absolutely killed it. Um, Keith is also responsible for bringing us Wrapped Around Nashville, um, the Levon Helms Studio show back in June, which those are also available to watch on the Nugs app. Um I don't know if you know this, if you're unaware when you go, if you're a Nug subscriber, when you go in and you go under videos, there's a bunch of shows there, um, and those are there, and there's also the first night of Apple Valley, um, which was the kickoff of their summer tour this year, and Keith actually did video of that as well, um, a practice run for the Levon Helm show that was coming up, but very awesome to have video of that, um, especially since it was my first show back. Uh, since everything. So that was really special. Um, uh, Those nights were just so great. Uh, So check that out if you haven't. Um, And again, shout out to Keith and his team. You guys are so, so awesome and we're so grateful for you. And you can check out a little write-up about Keith in the fall edition of Crooked Conversations. There is 
a very few amount of those left. So if you want one, snag one. There is a link in the show notes. And if digital media is more your thing, there is a downloadable PDF that you can purchase as well. DATCmediacompany.com will get you there. You can also hear more from Keith in episode 149. Check that out if you haven't. Link in show notes. This evening in Indianapolis also happened to be Andy Farag's 43rd birthday. And fun fact, they have also played at this venue on Bayless's birthday back in 2018 on August 11th. I was there. That was a fun night. I think I just talked about that show in last week's episode. Um, I brought up that Bright Lights Big City Jam. Um, So, yeah. Listen to that uh, show if you haven't. And I will link the podcast episode I did on that show. And also the podcast episode I did when the band played in Indy last in 2019. And like I said, make sure you give that 8-11-18 show a spin. Um, It was such a fun evening, as you can imagine. I mean, it's Bayless' birthday. Bayless mentions playing at this venue for over 20 years, and this is a hard one to find on All Things Umphreys because it is three different venue names. So it takes a little bit more investigating to get all the right dates for this venue. Um, Now it's, you know, TCU Amphitheater. Um, It's also listed under Farm Bureau. Such a weird uh, word to say. Um, And the Lawn at White River. So if you're looking for stats um, on the indie shows, you have to, the best way to do it is just search it by the city and then you'll see um, the different ways that this same venue um, has been listed differently. So some digging, I think July 10th, 2005 was the first time they played that stage. So 17, 18 years. Um, And that show was also only one set, seven songs, which I thought was interesting as well. They made some very cool upgrades to the venue. At least it looked like it to me who was watching from home. I'm very interested um, to check it out. Like I mentioned, I've been there twice. Um, So it'll be cool to see uh, the difference with the upgrades. I didn't hear any complaints about it at all. So um, like I said, I'm interested to check it out next summer. Kicking off this evening with The Silent Type and wasting zero time showing that they were more than ready to get this evening started, allowing this one to stretch its legs nicely, getting the engine nice and warm, attachments ripping open next, immediately deciding not to pull into the driveway, but instead continue its journey about seven minutes, Andy taking the wheel Getting into its own lane and enjoying a nice cruise, rounding the corner about three and a half later, starting to gather confidence, sights on the sunshine, allowing itself to beautifully spread, evening off slightly after 12 minutes, and smugly dancing off. Very nice way to get the evening started. 
Daners very gleefully dancing out next, followed by Higgins sliding down the rabbit hole slightly after three minutes, finding its ground, gathering determination, and soldiering on, coming down to ground level and slinking along, taking in what it's going to destroy next before consuming every last end part of that jam. That's a nice uh, nice little jam inside of that Higgins for sure. Prowler, Second Self, and rounding out the first set with the debut cover of the Rolling Stones Satisfaction with Miss Kanika Moore on vocals. And I want to shout out her pants. Like, her pants were incredible. So, she's a queen anyways. I talk about it all the time. She's just so incredible. So she was she was great on this uh, choice of cover. It was a really good idea to bring a uh, you know like a lead singer in on that cover. Opening up this incredible second set with the appropriate flamethrower. Last time played December twenty seventh, twenty nineteen, at the Fillmore in Denver. That one has been played 31 times since its debut back in 2012 on February 10th at the House of Blues in Boston. A very nice version of The Floor after that. An appetizer, if you will, for the killer triple wide that I have been alluding to for a few weeks. Anxious to talk about for sure. This, I believe, could be tossed into the ring for goat version of the triple wide and for sure would be added to a wall of wow dissection of the triple wide. I'm excited for the guys at the wow show, Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge. Um, to put this one under the microscope. Um, And it's funny because we had a meeting, the three of us, like, you know, a couple weeks before that or a month before that or something. And we were talking about songs that we wanted to, to do for the Wow Wednesday. And I suggested the triple wide. And, you know, so we talked about that and then they played this version. So, yes, let's uh, (laughs) let's dive into the triple wide. I would be very, very excited to find some other massive versions of this tune. Um, And we absolutely have to add this one as well. And I don't know if you noticed if you've listened to this or if you were there, um, I don't recall if I had noticed this in the moment, but there is a little Hall and Oats, I can't go for that tease, about four minutes-ish, and it inconspicuously hangs on to the ends of it for a little bit as the jam continues. I thought that was really interesting, and it's probably really piqued my interest more um, because of, you know, Umble happening now and listening to it. Um but there's nothing mentioned on All Things Umphreys, um, but it's it's definitely there. Um, so it's it's cool to be like, oh, look at that sneaking out. <laughs> and in this triple wide, no doubt. Like, nice. <laughs> 
This one would wander off for a little bit, coming back to and rounding the corner, starting to stretch, beginning to piece together a joyful jaunt about eight minutes-ish, building and building with anticipation, fully erupting with glee about a minute later, raining back down to earth, embodying an aggressive, hardcore, rock, techno dance party before dancing back into the triple wide proper. I do recall watching in the moment and saying to myself, well, we know at least one song that a lot of people are going to be voting for for Hall of Fame 2021. And like I said, if you haven't listened to this, seriously, you need to. Like... The second half of that jam is so good. I'm like addicted to it presently, you know, because then there'll be another jam in a couple weeks that I'm addicted to. But (laughs) definitely give that a spin if you haven't and watch it too. Like I'm a nerd like that. I like to do both, but it's you can watch it for free on YouTube. So why the hell not? You know, like totally uh, give it a watch on there too because it's sick with Ben and everything. Like, yeah, watch it on there. <laughs> a nice puppet string sandwich to close out this second set. This first part going on a very, very nice determined adventure slightly before four and a half. Just so dirty and grimy as it starts out. There's just something about this jam that I can't quite place my finger on what it is. And I don't know if it's because it sounds familiar to me, like it's something that they've jammed before and, you know, it's coming out and I'm recognizing it, but I can't place it or it just sounds so great that it should come back and be something I'm not sure um but it definitely um there's definitely something about it I parked this first part of puppet string onto my 2021 list as well another one I suggest that you take for a spin and in case you haven't Uh, taking a peek at my 2021 Hall of Fame list. There will be a link in the show notes where you can check that out and kind of see what I've got going on there. I think it's up to like 16 hours of music or something. That jam in Puppet String would very perfectly fit into the first thing stuffed inside this sandwich, Go to Hell, followed by August, getting all sorts of sexy as it ventures out slightly after four minutes, really allowing it to venture higher and higher, soaring right back into August proper. Plunger next before bringing the puppet string sandwich and the second set for the evening to some closure. And encore for the evening in the kitchen, sliding so very slyly into regulate with cousin Eli joining Bayless on vocals. Andy mentions the debut of Regulate back at the patio on February 26th, 2000. And I love how he uh, 
says, you know, like, who was there? And all these people were cheering. And he's like, there weren't that many of you there. (laughs) There was probably like 20 people there. (laughs) You know, like 2,000. Like, there was not very many people there. So I thought that was funny. He totally called all of them out. (laughs) It just made me laugh. Every time, like, I listened to it, too, it made me chuckle. So then we get treated to Chris slipping into his best Michael McDonald and a cover of Keep Forgettin' and mad props, mad, mad, mad props to him for doing an impression, singing while doing an impression, and also playing the drums and killing all three, like knocking it out of the park. So seriously mad props to you Chris and just so good and he did it for a while too he kept it going (laughs) even when they sidestepped back into in the kitchen and you know Bayless is egging him on and (laughs) he's cracking up I know everybody in the audience has got to be cracking up we're all cracking up at home like it was just so good so 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 good (laughs) great way great way to end that evening in Indy for sure Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an umfreaks-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love, but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. All right, last up this week after Burner Festival, October 1st in Huntington Beach, California. Other bands at this festival, Sammy Hagar and The Circle, who I didn't know their drummer was Jason Bonham until I saw that Chris posted something on Instagram, a picture of him and Bonham. Uh, from Red Rocks, and I was like, oh, I had no idea that Jason Bonham was the drummer in uh, this band that Sammy Hagar has. So interesting, random music fun fact for you, I guess. Um, So yeah. (laughs) Also there, Sam Hunt and a couple of other bands. This was an impromptu thing, kind of. Announced only a few weeks before on September 13th. Also worth mentioning, the guy sang the national anthem before the Pacific Air Show. And Joel and Chris would join Marcus Rezac for an afterburner, after hours, after party at My Place Sports Bar and Grill 
rumor has it Joel had such a great time that evening that he busted two keys on the boards that he was borrowing. (laughs) No worries. Apparently they were easy to repair, but I love that. I've mentioned a couple of times, um, how much I love it when Joel and Chris play with Marcus Rezac. This show would be one long set opening with Crucial Taunt, followed by Silent Type that would be allowed to take a nice joyful jaunt through the park, Half Delayed, followed by Plunger, one of the tunes from the evening that saw the most expansion, getting very comfortable about eight minutes, getting a little more hair on its chest about a minute later, a Suxity next that saw no expansion, followed by the other tune from the evening that saw some wandering Miss Tinkles, Attachments and the Lanier with a nice roundabout tease as it makes its exit, a little self-expressive dance delicately pirouetting into glory, and puppet string to round out that set. All right, so that's everything for this week of the show. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for where you can listen to the indie show, as well as where you can listen to the Afterburner Festival set. There's also a link for where you can watch the indie show, as well as for anything else I mentioned. Also in the show notes, you'll find the DATC Pod Vault stuffed full, so full, with a ton of really great past episodes for you to binge on, where you can get your subscription to Crooked Conversations, shop the DATC store, and so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.